I'm Maddie. And I'm Sophie, and I am no less of value, even though Maddie said <laughs> her name first. I'm still as equal or as high a value as her, even though in everything her name comes before mine. Um, and welcome to our podcast. <laughs> our podcast, in which we both have equal share. Equal share. Did you all start the money yeah. Oh, good. Sorry, just joking. It was kind of annoying, though, because like I got my new phone because I lost my phone. Oh, Let's yes. not go into that no, story. No, don't. That's another day. Um, and I got my new phone and because I haven't been, like, because we've um, been on a bit of a hiatus, uh, well, a few episodes ago. <laughs> I haven't, like, driven here because you true, drive. True. And then, yeah, so I had to log in again. I had to oh change my, my password. Drama. My password. See, equal share just made me think about that because like, we, we share the costs. Yeah, so if we got a fine, cool. Actually, I just put it on the net chip some. Um, account. <laughs> bill, it, bill it to the business. Yeah. Oh, um, oh, I'm, a bit, I'm a bit lost for words because this is our final episode. Uh Oh, someone's so obviously not. Ha- someone's not happy about that. It's probably just someone telling me. It's actually, Losmore mm. reacting to my story. Love you, Losmore. Um, your story. <coughs> well, no, story. no, it was my story. Because, no. Oh, I thought it was because I just shared it onto my own personal page. Yeah, you thought wrong. Netflix. It's our podcast. Um. So yeah, last episode, last two chapters of the book. Um. So, yeah, I, I think we're obviously going to have to have a bit of a chat at the end of the episode just to oh, yeah, of kind of close things off. So I don't know if we should get too emotional yet and whether we should just finish the book and then the real emotional emotion can yeah. I think we should just get straight into it. Um, you know, last chapter, last, last episode. Two chapters, last two chapters. Um, don't say sorry on my behalf. <laughs> Last two chapters, <laughs> um, last episode, how ex- how exciting, like a lot of emotions, but we'll get to that. I was about to say, end. should we do a recap from the last two chapters, but as you said, they were filler chapters, so it's not very it's important. Not, and if people want to recap, they can go back to the last podcast. That's very true. Very, very true. So. Should be fresh in your minds because you should have just been so excited about it and happy to listen to this one. Let's get into it. Chapter 23. <laughs> Grace barely slept on Friday night after eating a monstrous amount of spaghetti bolognese to carb load for the grand final. She had visualised the game so many times in her head that no matter how... Go-to ha- pre-game meal? I, oh, I, like the night before. Yeah, I, I haven't had a pre-game meal for a little while. I know. <laughs> um, it used to probably be pasta. I did go through a phase of, of wanting pasta. So, yeah. Otherwise, sometimes just like something random like... Meat and I always tried to have like a bit of carbs though, like maybe some roast veggies or whatever. But yeah, probably pasta Pre-game most of the time. Muesli, yogurt, berries. It depends what time we play though, because sometimes I have eggs, but sometimes I have the double breakfast, so yeah. I'll have my muesli first and then my eggs a bit later. Yeah. What about you? Uh, pre-game dinner. I like to have like a lighter like mm. dinner because you actually don't need to load up on any carbs. Well, as a shooter, you don't. Yeah. Um. So I like to have like lamb chops or a steak and some like roast veggies or well, that's like my main dinner go-to um pre-game meal so breakfast i normally have my you know poached eggs um on toast with avocado feta pomegranate go all out um, she makes that herself as well don't that's worry. not a lie um i like to do that and then i have like a like a smoothie or something yeah. But, a yeah. lot of it, again, it depends what time we play. Time well. I do like to change it up in case that 
you don't want to get in the same routine, then we go away, you can't have the same And then thing. you're like freaking out. Yeah. yeah it's very true. Yeah. Very, very true. It is that fine line though between eating enough but not too much that you feel like you're really heavy. Yeah. And I do love those tasty, the smooshed. Oh, protein balls. balls yeah. Yeah. Good one. Um, no matter how much she tried to distract herself with other activities, she couldn't stop thinking about it. Sebastian had provided a brief distraction when he messaged her to wish her luck, good luck for the game. They messaged back and forth about netball, football and music until Grace finally found herself becoming tired. Sebastian had again promised to be at the game, which she appreciated but knew would only add to her nerves on mm. the day. She was so envious of Mia, who would have been sitting at home painting her nails or reading on a magazine, not thinking about the game at all, yet would still come out firing and play as well as she always did. Grace knew Stella was a little more like her and would be busy analysing her opposition. Grace's phone buzzed. It was as if Stella's ears were burning and she knew Grace was thinking about her. Do you reckon people, like... So we've kind of messed this up and I know this is last chapter as well. Yeah. Last episode, sorry. Um, like, when I go buzz, but then we do the ding. So it buzzes, but then we do the ding effect. Oh, that's so true. We've we've lost... We lack consistency with our phone notifications. Mm. And last episode, you definitely lacked consistency <laughs> because you changed the tone every single time. Because so many and I'm getting bored. I think it's because we say that her phone was buzzing Buzz. and then it's like, text, ding. So really, you're just blaming it on my but, sound no, but, no, but maybe it's like the buzz is more of a vibrate and then maybe she puts the phone on loud and that's why we get the ding. Yeah, maybe. We'll never know. We'll soon find out. Group text message. Ding. Stella, you'll never guess what just happened. Ding, ding, ding. Mia, Grace and Cole just appeared on your doorstep and told you and he loved you. And these ones should be like, shh. Uh, no, when, what's the receive message? No, that's when when Grace sends it, it should be, shh. <clears throat> Let's see if you can get that right now. But that should be after she texts it as well. Mm. Confusing. Yeah, it's, yeah, the notification should almost be at the end because we're again in Grace's mind. Mm. Confused. Oh, no, no, it's not, because it comes up. Yeah. Sorry, confused. Ding. Stella, I wish. Grace, <laughs> what happened? Ding. Stella, my parents just took me to Faster Pasta for dinner. <laughs> what? They never go out for dinner. Ding. Stella, that's not even the best part. Ding. Mia, they let you get garlic bread too? Ding. Lol, they actually did. But they also told me they are proud of me for my English assignment and that they now realise how much netball means to me. They even said sorry for giving me an ultimatum. Ding. Are you sure they were just your, they were your real parents and not some clones or something? <laughs> Grace, oh my God, this is amazing. Ding. Stella, my mum even wants to come to the game tomorrow. Oh my God. Grace nearly dropped her phone, shocked by Stella's parents' change of heart. She couldn't be happier for her friend and just hoped this added an extra bit of motivation for the game tomorrow. Did you have a netball mum or like mum or dad or were they more chill or were they more like school? Um, both very supportive. Mum probably took me to netball more often because dad would do like the boys, mum would take me because I would play a few games. Dad's hilarious though. Like when dad watches a game, he thinks he's at a football game and mm, so he same. screams, yells, yells the umpire. Also thinks I have to get every second pass. Mm. And like I'll be in Santa and he'll be like, go Maddie, go Maddie, go Maddie. I'll be like, sometimes I don't, I can like be doing a clearing move. That's so true. What about you? Yeah, mum, like when we're like living in Cambodia, like mum like ran the association and stuff like that. And then when we moved to Perth, she was like, no, I'm not doing any of that because I've done it my whole life. Um, So she was like a netball mum, but she wasn't like intense. Like she knew like I'm I'm probably the worst. I'm very like... Don't even talk to me. Like, so mum wouldn't say anything about the game <laughs> to me. Uh, um, good weather for the game today. <laughs> <laughs> She's a bit scared of me. Um, you are scary. So, yeah, she she was she was a network one, but she drove me. She was 5 a.m. wake up. Yeah. 5 a.m. leave the house. That's- 
drive me into the city for training. But dad did that. I was going to say, now that I think about it, my dad, when I was at Sassy, he was one that woke up at 5 a.m. every morning and drove me, whereas mum never did that. But then mum, when I was younger, drove me more. Yeah. Yeah. But dad hated it and dad got, like, so mad at me one time because it was, like, 5 a.m. and I just didn't talk to him the whole car ride. I'm like, like, who's going to be awake at... Like, so I got in trouble from him, and I was like, Dad, like... Even though he's the one they had got up to. He's like, you just sitting there on your phone, don't even say two words to me. I'm like... <laughs> I'm tired, Dad. I'm a yeah. teenager. I'm grumpy. <laughs> anyway. Oh, that's funny. Grace nearly dropped her phone, shocked by Stellan's... Oh, wait, I said... Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Where are you going? Grace, best news ever. We'll pick you up. Ding. This is actually awesome, Stell. Ding. Stella, now we have to win. See you in the morning. XXX. Ding. Mia, can't wait. XX. Grace, sweet dreams. XX. Grace sent her last message with a huge grin, grin on her face, wanting it to be in the morning already so she could play. She couldn't sit, st- sit still as she watched the footy with her family, which didn't go unnoticed. <coughs> Sorry. Oh, are you? You're yawning, I'm coughing, too much drama. Stop fidgeting, Gracie, and just sit still, her mother yelled, clearly annoyed by Grace's constant movement. I know you're nervous and excited about tomorrow, but you just can't overthink it. You play your best netball and you just go out there and do your thing, she softened. If you play the game too many times in your head, you'll be so exhausted mentally that you'll actually feel tired tomorrow, even if your body is rested. You know sport is as much mental as it is physical, so will you please sit still and watch the footy with us before you go to bed? Grace knew her mother was talking from experience, and she knew she was right. She sat with her family. Was Grace's mum a bit of a net- She was a good netballer. She, yeah. What position? I think she was a... I'm just going to call a mid-quarter. <laughs> I've got no idea. Hadn't thought about that, sorry. Maybe an all-rounder. Mm. She, but I'll actually say that I feel like you're, you sometimes follow your mum's footsteps so she might have been a good defender my mum was a defender goalkeeper you want to be anything but your mum all the while knowing that if anyone had asked her what the score was she would have had absolutely no idea tap to break grab some dip maybe some hummus and favourite dips oh god sweet potato and cashew yeah I do like that too. I love three olive dip but I I don't know if you really like olives. No. I, I don't mind I olives. I just olives. would never actively seek out a dip. But like this, this is like when you ask me like favorite fruit, like you can't just say favorite fruit or like favorite vegetable because there's like like what do you mean like all time because there's so many different things like what's the most versatile one? Yeah, like, but I thought is it was favorite tasty. Dip is like okay, we're about to have a platter and you can only choose one dip. I'd go hummus because it's a crowd pleaser. <laughs> I disagree. I love hummus, but probably more in other things, whereas I think sweet potato and cashew is a massive crowd pleaser. Yeah, but, like, it's more of, like, a trendy. Yeah, thing. true. And a quiet taste. hummus is just, like... Everyone's going to like it. Everyone's going to like it. Yeah. It's hummus. It's like, expected. Really you're, you're, you're meeting expectations. Yeah, you can dip, you know... You're Very true. Expensive. You're sitting down with a platter just for yourself. Don't have to please anyone else. Like a last... Like, like death row platter. Death row platter, oh, God. yeah. God. I think I'm... Well, I guess I could have the olives on the platter, so I wouldn't need the olive dip. <laughs> I think I'd probably go the sweet potato yeah, and cashew. That's what I was trying to get at. Or I do love, like, the basil and, like, pesto. The yes. kind of pesto one. Yes, with feta in it, I think it's got in it. Oh, no, no, no. no, no. I know that's the one you're talking about. Sorry, spinach. No, but I like the one. And it's got kind of, like, the crumbly. Nuts. Yeah, it's yeah. got cashews in it as well. <coughs> I do thoroughly enjoy that one, too. Sorry, sidetracked. Grace woke on Saturday morning with butterflies in her stomach, and she could barely keep her breakfast down. The school championship finals were played at the courts in the middle of the city, ensuring no team had a home court advantage. Grace and her mother left home early, picking well, up... Also, they didn't play at the same courts every week. No, so what we, this is just based on my experience. What we used to do was 
Um, so is this Saturday netball or is this Saturday netball? So for for my this netball that I used to play, this is school netball though, so it might be different. But like, say for my church netball that I played, mm. we'd all have a home ground, and so you'd play like at everyone's like you know we'd travel to wherever every mm. week or play at home. But then whenever it was finals, there was like big courts in the city where everyone went. So to. say you played like Saturday club, what would you call that? Is that your church netball? Uh, see, I never played for school because school netball wasn't strong at. Yeah, neither. So, but do you know how you have yeah, like Saturday so, netball? Yeah, so I, but I played two different games on a Saturday netball. Oh, so, so I played, played like church. church and like, I guess you call it city or like, um, and then you played like contacts. club, like yeah. contacts. Yeah, okay. But would that be played at the same venue? Yeah, yeah. The contacts one was always there. It's a part like where we play the, yeah. th- the Thunderbirds. Yeah. Yeah, so that's what we did. But like, yeah. you could play, there was like school teams that played there, but like, you know, I don't think you had to go to school, but they had like Santa Maria and they were like boarders would play and stuff uh. like that. Yeah, I think yeah, it's weird like in Adelaide as well because it's like church netball but it wasn't anything to do with the church. It was just called church netball. Yeah. It was kind of random. We only had like Saturday netball. Yeah. But if yeah. you played for your school, you didn't play on the weekends. It was just like you do like tournaments. Oh, like... see, I still did that. Like, yeah, played yeah. like knockout and stuff like that. But, yeah, it was interesting. But then when I got older, I, you had to play for the school, so I would play like early, early. You had to. Mm, if you wanted to play like other, comp- other comps for the school. I know. Um, Grayson and her mother left home early, picking up Stella and her mother on the way. Angus Tyler and Grace's father. This is actually insulting. I'm actually not even laughing this time. I don't think it's the book. I think it's you. Am I not giving much energy today? (laughs) I'm up. I'm jumping. I'm up. I'm up. I'm up. Okay. <clears throat> Angus Tyler and Grace's father were coming later so they could sleep in and avoid Grace's pre-game jitters. I'm up like power stands here. <laughs> uh, Stella's mother hadn't been to a game all season and Grace could see that Stella was thrilled her parents were finally accepting their daughter's love for the game. As they drove towards the courts, Grace and Stella sang along to the Friday at Five album. Their mother, mothers didn't protest. It helped the girls relax and made them smile for a few minutes and stopped them from talking about netball for a while. As the girls stepped from the Parker's minivan, they were greeted by the chilly morning air. I pictured just one of those, like, your typical... um, Like Taragos? Yeah, but, like, the kind of circle ones. You know, you see the kind of, like, blue-grey ones like that. But it might have been more of a Tarago or, like, a. um, my friend used to have a... um, Oh, my God, the name evades me. Anyway, we used to call it the party van. That's what this would have been. Um, I was wondering why you were still in your training gear. I'm not just, you know, unhygienic. They were greeted by the by the chilly morning air of winter. Wrapping her arms around her body to try and keep warm, Grace took a deep breath and let the moment sink in. This is it, the day you've been waiting for all year, she thought. She recalled the triads earlier in the year and how nervous she had been. It seemed like only yesterday she was anxiously reading the sports notice board, scanning the team list for her name. So much has changed. So much had happened in the last few months. From trying to help Angus and then Amber, making the Friday at Five video and finding out the results, and of course the whole Sebastian saga. All the while trying to stop her teammates from killing each other. Stella interrupted Grace's trip down memory lane by throwing a ball at her. She only just had time to react and catch it before it smacked her straight in the face. She laughed to herself, remembering the conversation with Sebastian about getting a falcon. Do those probably remember the conversation we had about the falcon? It's <laughs> a bit of like, you know, word association that mm. brings us back to that. Stop thinking and shoot some goals at me, Stella demanded. My fingers are going to freeze if I don't do anything. Grace knew that Stella wanted to keep moving to avoid her own nerves. Even though she wouldn't admit it, Stella was certain to be even more nervous than usual today because her mother was finally watching her. 
The two friends continued their pre-game ritual of shooting goals until their teammates began to arrive, most of them earlier than expected, obviously too excited and nervous to sleep in. Even Mia arrived early and grinned as she whispered that Brody would be there to watch the game. Who's Brody? Brody's the guy that looks like that. That's a hotter oh, version of Zac Efron, even yep. when we know that's not possible. The atmosphere was electric, with everyone chatting and laughing and keeping themselves busy with warm-up drills and shooting games. Mrs. Peters arrived and signalled for the girls to start the team warm-up, again emphasising the importance of being both physically and mentally prepared. Amber, and, do you know what? Upon reflection, I think you're right. I've been a bit lacklustre today and I apologise. I'm really getting back into it now. Thank you, because your like vibe is it's true, and I'm I'm just gonna let this is not. I mean, I'm only you. The podcast is only as good as the worst. As the strongest, as strongest, as strong as its weakest link. And you are the weakest. I've got a bit of a cold, so I'm trying to. Mention it one more time (coughs) that you've got a cold, (laughs) and I just think you're not getting sympathy. Amber, Grace. (laughs) Amber and Grace made their way to the center of the court for the coin toss. Maybe that's why the other like one was so like I was like this is just a filler. But these aren't recorded on the same day. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe we should go back and do the other episode. Now, you know what? People will be like, okay, boring episode. Now they'll be like, wow, that final episode was amazing. That's what I say about every episode. True. Also, you didn't tell me how many views we got. I said I hadn't checked. I have to do it on the computer. I'll do it when we get home. On your lappy? On the laptop, my Air Mac. Their eyes... Uh, Amber and Grace made their way to the centre of the court for the coin toss, their eyes widening at the glares coming from Clarkson players who had apparently been told to try and intimidate their opponents before the game even started. Ooh, how'd they find that out? They could just tell. They had a sixth sense. (laughs) The Clarkson's captain tossed the coin and Amber and Grace simultaneously called tails. The Lions' motto of tails never fails proved right again and they chose to take the first centre pass rather than select their shooting end for the first quarter. Do you usually choose heads or tails if you have to do it? I just go tails. Me too. Although I kind of like heads. <laughs> it's a bit controversial. Grace and Amber trotted back to their team for the rest of their warm-up. After the Lions finished warming up and had a quick drink, Mrs Peters gathered them together to say a final piece. I'm excited, Ooh, Mrs Peters, Mrs. Mrs. Peters final piece. All right, girls, this is it. This is it. There's not much I can say except go out there and give everything you've got. Grace linked arms with Amber and Jordan next to her and the others followed suit. Their coach nodded in appreciation. We've trained so hard all year and deserve to be here, she continued. The next 60 minutes aren't going to be easy. It's no, go- they're not. It's going to be a game where the team that can show the most mental strength in the crucial moments is going to be the team that gets over the line. I believe in each and every one of you. But that won't be enough if you don't believe in yourselves and each other. Oh, my God. So I want you to go around now and look one another in the eye. We're looking each other in the eye for those listening at home. <laughs> Think about everything you've been through this season. Everything? like So, like, boys? Like everything. 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 Even Amber and her. Everything. And all of your hard work. And put your trust in one another. A lot of people want to play in grand finals, but not many can say they actually have. So don't you take a single moment for granted. And let's not just be happy to be in the grand final. Sorry, I'm just... <laughs> don't be happy to just be here. No one remembers who is second place. Not that it's about what people remember, but it's not just good enough to be there, you know? You've got to make it count. It takes, it, takes, it takes a lot of effort to get to a grand final. You might as well bloody win it. So true. Mrs Peters paused and smiled at her team. The pause for dramatic effect. Go out there and leave everything you have on the court, she said. Play for each other and most of all, enjoy it. 
The players looked around at one another, thinking back to the first training they had together and how much they had grown as a team on and off the court. The blood rushed through Grace's veins and she could feel the adrenaline kicking in. The umpire blew her whistle, signalling for the players to make their way to their positions. Glancing at Amber, Grace placed her hand in the middle of the huddle and everyone followed. Let's do this, girls. Lions on three. One, two, three. Lions! The roar from the crowd was deafening. It seemed as though the whole of Clarkson and Linwood had come to watch the two teams play for the championship. Amber high-fived Grace as they crossed the white line of the court and whispered in her ear, How cute, your boyfriend came to cheer you on. Grace glanced at the sidelines and saw Sebastian leaning against the makeshift grandstand, still managed, managing to look like a movie star even in his black skinny jeans and Linwood high hoodie. He caught her eye and winked. He's not my boyfriend and get your head in the game. So true. I can't believe Amber would even be thinking about that. You gotta get your, get your head Keep in the game. Keep going out of the <laughs> No one else does it. Great. I also think this is the highlight of the podcast. Grace took a deep breath, blocking out everything that was going on around her as she prepared for the battle ahead. <sighs> Mia stepped into the circle to take the first centre pass. The crowd quietened. The whistle blew and Mia passed the ball to Jordan, who turned and connected with Stella as she broke free from her defender along the sideline. Stella flicked the ball to Sophie, who had double-dodged her, dodged away from her opponent to receive the ball under the goalpost. She set herself to shoot, but the ball bounced off so the back of the ring. She's a bit more of a shoot. Uh, I realise she's been more of a moving shooter than she a holding is. shooter. Yeah, she so is. Not, not really like me. But I think we, when you were young, though, were you always a holding shooter? Yeah. I never oh. learned how to hold. Yeah, but you just did it. That's amazing. I was just lazy. That's good, though. She set herself to shoot, but the ball bounced off the back of the ring, and the Clarkson defender took the rebound. Sophie shook her head as the Clovers drove the ball towards their goal circle. It was expected that it would take a little while for the shooters to shake their nerves and find their accuracy despite the pressure they were under, but Grace knew that Sophie would be disappointed in herself. The Lions' defensive efforts couldn't stop the ball from reaching the class from goal shooter. Grace also missed her... F- Sorry. Grace also missed her first shot. I don't think that's... Meant- I think that's a mistake. <laughs> I think he's going to say Grace's opponent also missed her first shot, but the ball bounced off the ring and straight back into her shooter's oh hands. Oh, my God. And on her second attempt, she scored the first goal of the match. Oh, my God. I don't want to read anymore. I'm done. I'm, I'm dis- actually I'm done. I'm really disappointed in myself. Actually, in my editors. At myself. I. That's a wrap. That's actually a wrap. I don't want to read anymore. I feel really, really sad. But as they say in showbiz, the show must go on. <laughs> The Clovis sent a pass of the ball to the wing attack who turned and looked for a free player. Grace could sense her opponent making The whole him. book doesn't make sense. Shh. Nothing shows is a lie. Sophie, don't let our listeners be distracted by your negativity. Grace could sense her opponent making a move towards the ball, so she ran with her and could lunged. Could smell it? <laughs> I feel it in my fingers. Uh, making a move towards the ball, so she ran with her and lunged forwards just as she thought the wing attack was going to pass the ball. Unfortunately, the wing attack had faked the pass, causing Grace to run past her player, leaving her unopposed. The goal attack capitalised on this and turned back to receive the ball just under the ring before slotting it through for a goal. Grace hit her hand on her leg, angry at herself for misreading the play. They'd done their homework, she thought. If the Clovers were going to try and reduce Grace's impact on the game by misleading her, Grace would just have to be smarter. Yep, that's very true. With the Clovers leading 2-0, the Lions were determined to make their mark on the scoreboard. After receiving a bullet-fast pass from Mia, Stella remained calm under pressure and slotted the goal through from mid-range, giving some confidence back to her team. (coughs) The next time the ball came into the Clovers' attacking end, Grace was focused on covering her players' every move rather than following the ball. With Nadia and Amber both working hard and Mia blocking the Clovers' centre's vision by reaching her hands high over the ball, the centre had no choice but to force the ball into the goal circle. Pressure from Grace and Amber pushed the ball out of court, giving possession to the Lions. 
the ball moved down the court smoothly and Sophie scored it from beneath the goalpost. She did. With their jitters disappearing, both teams gained their rhythm and alternated in scoring goals for most of the quarter. There were a few missed shots and all four defenders secured some inspiring intercepts, but it seemed to work in perfect tandem. Anytime the Lions defenders intercepted and enabled their team to creep ahead by a goal, the Clovers would reciprocate. When the whistle blew for quarter time, the scores were even at ten apiece. The players on both teams breathed sighs of release and they could finally have a few minutes to rest and grab their drink bottles. Grace knew the first quarter of any game was tough while the players became accustomed to the pace of the game, but with the added nerves and adrenaline of the grand final, this first quarter had been more intense than usual. <laughs> the Lions offered each other words of encouragement and exchanged high fives and back slaps, increasing the level of energy and enthusiasm within the group. Mrs Peters brought the, team, brought the team together. Great job, girls. You've really got your work cut out for you. I know it's tough out there, but we've just got to keep pushing and pushing and soon things will start to open up. I know it's frustrating for you in defence because you're working so hard to keep your players covered, but they're starting to get, get, sorry, but they're starting to get impatient. Keep working on that and keep the pressure up and we'll start to force the turnovers. That's not very good. Like, There's no actual coaching in that bit of foot to the, for the defenders. I see she starts... Yeah, but oh, I, wait, she's doing yeah. some down here. Don't In attack, we've got to make sure we have two players leading for the ball at every pass. Don't wait for someone else to do it. You do it. What's um What's the key to winning a game, Sophie? Two options. We discussed that in one of the earlier podcasts, but yeah. we said we weren't going to give it away because the grand final, and it worked because we won. Oh my god, that is actually amazing. Yeah, two options to every ball. And you wait, was lose. it? Was it before the grand final? Yeah, because I think we said we can't say because we're going to give away our secret. Yeah, that's so true. I'm so happy to come back up to every ball. There you go. You can't fail. Let's have each other's back, pick up every loose ball and keep encouraging one another. I know we can do this, so let's keep going in hard and the results will come. The Lions' determination shows they ran back onto the court to start the second quarter. Just before the whistle blew to draw the players into position for the second quarter, there was a silence in the crowd, followed by the sound of drums beating. Along with almost everyone on the sidelines, the Lions turned and looked to where the noise was coming from. Sebastian, Tyler, Ethan and Adam were standing in one corner of the court and Ethan was banging on bins he had transformed into a makeshift drum kit. His mates began stamping their feet and clapping their this hands makes me as cringe. Sebastian started to sing. Throw, catch, shoot, get it in the hoop, dodge, jump, run, to the beat... Wait, this is wrong. This is making me cringe. Throw, catch, shoot, get it in the hoop, dodge, jump, run, to the beat of the drum, beat them to the ball, give it your all, Clovis can't keep up. Kick him in the butt. Let's say, let's lions go raw. Need we say more? Lions. The song's good. Should we remix it? No. Up and a throw, catch, shoot. I get it in the hoop. That makes dodge, me run. cringe so much. Just the scene of them like. <laughs> I know. I like. When would that ever actually happen? Never. That's probably the, that's the one part of this book that's fiction. <laughs> The crowd, particularly those supporting Linwood, roared. People began to join did in. Did they actually roar or like was it a yell? Like did they do... <laughs> that's, that's exactly what they did. <laughs> oh my God. People began to join in as the boys repeated the chant over and over. The girls couldn't help but giggle and smile at one another. But the umpires quickly recovered and shooed the boys off the court, blowing their whistles to call the players into position. The Clovers looked a little distracted and Grace over overheard her opponent mention Sebastian's name in a comment to the wing attack. This was enough to motivate her to Ooh, charge forward. Jealous. Yep, the first time the ball headed towards the Clarkson goal attack and snare the first intercept of the second quarter. Intercept. 
wasting no time and taking advantage of the fact that her opponent was slow to react. Grace passed to Mia and then raced down the court to take it back from her on the transverse line. She then made eye contact with Sophie, who made a dummy lead from the circle to lose her player, but then doubled back to collect a long pass from Grace right under the ring and secure the goal. Oh, goal assist. Hell yeah. It was a textbook passage of play, and Grace had driven it. Mia high-fived her as they ran the ball back to the centre circle, giving her a sneaky wink as she ran past. Mia obviously knew where Grace's extra bit of energy had come from. She'd also gained some after catching Brody's eye. God, these bo- girls are just boy <laughs> phrases. If they're thinking about that during a netball game. <laughs> Lions dominate. I always wink at Ryan. And <laughs> give him the after I like, shoot a goal, I like blow him a kiss and stuff. I thought you did. The Lions dominated the second quarter and at half time were leading by five goals. It was the Lions who started the third quarter with the pass. Jordan received the ball and turned to connect with Stella. Mia dodged to the right and then cut in front of her player and made her way to the top of the circle. Stella passed the ball in front of her and Mia leapt to catch it. But as she came down, she landed on the side of her opponent's <gasps> foot, falling to the ground with a loud shriek. <laughs> Grace heard a collective groan from the crowd mm. as it became clear to them what had happened. The look on Mia's face said it all. What did it say? I'm in pain. <laughs> the umpire blew her whistle the whole time. Mia tried to get to her feet but fell straight down with a loud um, moan. Uh. Both Mia's and Grace's father ran onto the court and formed a cradle with their arms to carry her off. It was clear Mia wouldn't be did back. You used to cradle your friends, like yeah. friends. Love that. Grace gave her a quick pat on the back and then made her way to the team huddle. Well, the whole team was devastated by what had happened. Wait, it was a quick pat on the back. Quick, just quick. <laughs> the game <Or> just won. <laughs> it was a pat, not a slap. <clears throat> the game, that's better. The game had to go on. As Mrs. Peters had so often reminded The show them, must go on. It had to. Their preparation was designed to help them overcome adversity, which is why it was so important for all nine players to be ready. Emily reluctantly took the centre bib from Mia, who gave her a smile of encouragement despite her pain. Emily ran onto court and took the ball in the position where Mia had fallen over, waiting for the umpire's signal to resume for play to resume before passing it to Stella. So did she catch it and then landed? Yeah. What was the, was there? Like, so she got the ball. Passed the ball. I guess because if she Mia has the ball in her hands ca- to catch it and then fell over and then hold time, but, it's still technically your possession. But as isn't she it? came, okay, so she did catch. Yeah. Maybe she said Mia let and caught it. True. Well, no, so now we know she caught it. Because and so the ball's taking the as same she spot. Came down, she'll, yeah, I'm, I'm just a bit unclear. I don't I'm know. Sorry. That's just me and it's, my it is confusing. my writers. You know, I'm a bit of a you're writer. a literary a critic. Um, before passing it to Stella, but Stella missed what normally would have been an easy shot. Apparently shaken by her friend's injury, the Clovers took advantage and scored a quick goal, the first of a series in which they exploited the Lions' mistakes. After only seven minutes of play in the third quarter, the scores were even again and the Clovers continued to break away to lead by four goals at the final <gasps> break. <coughs> That's a nine-goal turnaround. Grace could see from the expressions great and math, body math. language... We get it. Great at <laughs> I'm great at math. ...of her teammates that the confidence had dro- dropped dramatically. Mrs Peters had gathered the team together and was just about to speak when Mia hobbled over, cringing with, with pain as she leaned on her mother's arm. A bit like when I cringed at that song. <laughs> Hey, she snapped ferociously. Look, girls, we didn't train all year for you to fall apart just because I couldn't land on my damn feet. I know you're all trying. damn right. Damn right. I know you're all trying, but it's not enough. Those clovers don't deserve this. We do. Go out there and leave it all on the court. If you don't all come off at the end of the game with your hands on your knees to exhaustion, you'll have to answer to me, and you don't want that. I might not be able to chase you today, but I will chase you down. I will find you and I will kill you. When you did me, yeah. Exactly. I said, I'll chase you down. 
Well, you heard her, girls, Mrs. Peters said. We've got nothing to lose. This is it. Enjoy it and give it all you've got. One last time, Grace, Mrs. Peters motioned for me to join as she singled the Grace... Oh, sorry. Mrs. Peters motioned for me to join in as she signalled for Grace to inspire the team for one last time. We can do this! Is that all? On three. <laughs> one, two, three. Lions! Sometimes less is more. Sometimes... All that's been said has been said. When have you ever used talk that, though? Is you chill. always talk. You've oh. always got something to say. Always. It's always really important. The lion sprinted onto... The clinical girls, clinical. Lions sprinted onto the court with an extra spring in their step, their determination renewed by Mia's motivational words. It was their centre pass, and they wasted no time getting the ball swiftly, swiftly. into Sophie's hands. Cool and composed, Sophie slotted the ball through the ring effortlessly. The first few minutes went goal for goal, so the Clovers maintained their full goal advantage after six centre passes. Then it was the Clovers centre pass, and their wing attack made a long drive into the pocket, calling for the ball from the goal attack who stood in the centre third. But just as the goal attack released the ball to send it to her teammate, Ember left her player in the goal circle and took a few powerful steps to take the ball and land in front of the wing attack. The Lions supporters erupted, cheering for Amber as she sent the ball down the court to Grace and onto Stella in the circle. Stella finished the play by putting the ball through the net. It was a Lions centre pass next, and they scored from it easily, decreasing the gap to just two goals. The momentum was in the Lions' favour, but the Clovers maintained their composure, and with each team scoring for the next from their next few centre passes, the two-goal difference... Two-goal difference... From <laughs> I think I'm just so excited. I just need to get it out faster. Okay. The momentum was in the Lions' favour, but the Clovers maintained their composure, and with each team scoring from their next few centre passes, the two-goal difference remained into the 12th minute. Mm. Wait, maybe they are 15-minute quarters? <laughs> Another mistake. With under three minutes left to play, there we go, 15-minute quarters. With under three minutes left to play, the Clovers' goal shooter uncharacteristically missed her shot, mm. apparently falling prey to the pressure. Taking advantage of the opportunity, Grace blocked her opponent and took a strong rebound, wasting no time to direct the ball to Nadia and send it moving down the court. Stella was steady under the goalpost and with nerves of steel, guided through the ring. Well, now she's got nerves. Now only down by one goal and benefiting from the centre pass, the Lions executed the well-practiced set play with Stella receiving the pass and delivering it to Jordan at the top of the goal circle. Sophie stayed back behind the goalkeeper, moving them at the last second to take the ball just centimetres from her opponent's long arms, so she held on that occasion. Okay. But now she showed the weight of the pressure, missing her attempt for goal before catching the ball as it rebounded off the edge of the ring. Not making the same mistake twice, she put the ball through the ring to even the score. Oh, God. Grace could hear her teammates on the sidelines screaming that there was only 30 seconds left to they play. They need a turnover. Yep. The scores were tied and it was the Clovers' centre pass. The Clovers tossed the ball back and forth among themselves, attempting to minimise any chance of a Lions goal. Someone had to step up and do something to disrupt the play and Grace knew she was the one that had to do it. Glancing towards the sideline, she saw the devastation in Mia's eyes, devastation that Grace knew wasn't only due to her pain. Grace turned back to the court. This is so dramatic. She waited until she saw the wing attack turn her shoulders, pointing towards where she would pass the ball. Just as the ball was released in the direction of the other side of the goal circle, Grace left her opponent and stretched every muscle and tendon in her body to rip the ball from the air. Knowing there was no time to waste, she quickly delivered the ball to Jordan, who was running down the centre of the court at full pace. Jordan turned mid-fly and passed it to Emily, who had sprinted clear of her opponent and, bouncing on the edge of the circle, fed it cleanly to Stella. The noise from the crowd was deafening. Stella remained calm and released the ball from her hands shortly after she caught it, sending it towards the goal ring. Grace held her breath. She knew Stella had rehearsed this moment over and over 
She knew too that there was nothing more she could do to influence the outcome. It seems as if the ball travelled in slow motion. If, um, if it misses, it's not her fault. Pretty much. People on the sidelines stood as one, some gasping and others with hands raised to their mouths or over their eyes. Grace could also barely watch, but she didn't need to. The reaction from her teammates said it all. The whistle blew for the end of the game, just as the ball slid towards the goal ring. Alliance players ran towards the sideline to include Mia in their celebration, careful not to hurt her injured foot. They jumped on each other and pulled Mrs Peters into the team embrace, demanding that she share in their jubilation. Mia closed her eyes, Grace closed her eyes for a few seconds, taking in every aspect of what was happening to her. She'd heard... Well, she's not taking in every aspect because she can't visually see anything. She'd heard stories of famous sports people who had never won grand finals, so she knew that she might not have an opportunity to experience such immense joy for such long t- for a very long time, if ever again. Come on, Grace, it's yours. <laughs> she then looked at Amber and together they gathered the team and shook the Clovers players' hands, applauding them for an excellent contest. Just before the girls went to hug their families, Mrs Peters brought them together on court one last time. Girls, I know we'll have a team wind up, but now I just—it's <laughs> always a favourite at Pizza Hut. <laughs> I just want to say what a pleasure it has been to coach this season. You've all demonstrated such determination and passion for the game, and it has been a privilege to get to know you and learn from you. You have all grown so much this season, not only as players but as people too. To think that some of you couldn't even look at each other before bringing, being in this team together is incredible. You've bonded better than any team I've ever coached, which is something you should be very proud of. I hope that you all we stay this close. Celebrate, Mrs. Peters. I don't want to speak. <laughs> and continue your netball journey together. Sorry. I hope that you all stay this close and continue your netball journey together. Now, she said with a wide grin. Grace, how about we do this together one last time? Grace didn't take a second to hesitate. Wait, what about Mia? One. Wait, what do you mean about Mia? Because isn't oh I'm Mia's not me, usually I mean the one. Amber, Amber. Amber. But Grace is usually the one that calls the questions. One, two, three. Before they all roared. The girls took turns thanking and hugging Mrs Peters, telling her she was the best coach they'd ever had. Well, they're only 13. They haven't had that many. Still a colour. But still, good they acknowledge that. Oh, my God. That's the end chapter. And I don't think there's many pages. because was a really long chapter, though. But as you'll notice at the end of this, there's a few blank pages, so if you want to keep your notes... Actually, I've got an exercise for it. He did that. Um... I don't, I don't want to stop. I just want to keep going to chapter 24. Yeah, let's go. The penultimate chapter. Wait, what is no penultimate? mean second. No, that means second to last or last. We'll soon find out. Final chapter. Anyway, chapter 24. Yay. After the game, the team headed back to the Parker's house, something that was an end-of-season tradition for the girls who had played together before. They were more than glad to include Amber and the others this year. The parents cooked a barbecue and the girls sat around sharing stories and laughing over funny things that had happened during the season. Remember when Sophie got hit in the face with the ball when it bounced off the goalpost? Jordan asked in hysterics. Funny, Jordan. Hey, that was a funny. I had a blood nose for the rest of the day, Sophie said, trying to remain serious. That's a serious injury, But Jordan. giggling as she realised how funny it must have looked to everyone else. Amber was halfway through telling an embarrassing story about Jordan to pay her back when she suddenly stopped talking mid-sentence. The girls followed her gaze to see Amber's father standing in the doorway, looking awkward and uncomfortable. Mr Burns always used his business commitments as an excuse to avoid social occasions, so he didn't know any of the other parents. He made his way to the girls and, when he realised he was a centre of attention, coughed a few times to clear his throat. <coughs> That's good because I actually needed to cough anyway. 
Congratulations, girls. I hear you played a brilliant game. He sounds less manly than Sebastian. Congratulations, girls. I hear you played a brilliant game. The girls smiled, unsure how to respond. They certainly did, Grace's father commented, breaking the silence. Then he realised dad. I shouldn't have put a more manly voice. He offered Mr Burns a drink, but Amber's father had clearly arrived with a purpose. Amber, dear, uh, do you mind if I chat to you for a few minutes? He asked. Amber caught Grace's eye and rolled her own eyes as she pushed back her chair and followed her father outside. The girls were quiet as they watched Amber and her dad talk, trying to read her face and body language. Grace felt it was wrong to watch them, so tried to change the subject. So the Friday at Five concert is tomorrow night. I can't believe we got so close to going. The looks in her friend's face made Grace realise she hadn't chosen the best topic of conversation. Gee, Grace. Gee, thanks, Gracie. <laughs> Way to dampen the mood, Mia snapped. Just as she was about to apologise, Amber, Amber came sprinting back, waving some pieces of paper in the air. Oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, she squealed. You'll never guess what Dad just gave me. The girl stared at her, trying to confirm whether her reaction was one of happiness. VIP Friday at five tickets. The girls all gasped. <gasps> what? Cried Mia. They talked over the top of each other until Amber gestured for them all to be quiet so she could explain. So I guess Dad felt really bad about what happened when you guys were at my house that time, Amber said. He said he feels he's been a less than terrific father and that he's going to try and be an adult and work things out with Mum. And that he knows this doesn't make up for how he behaved, but we're going to the Friday at Five concert. Emma paused, uh, passed the tickets around that, before realising like, that. That is my favourite part in the whole book. Like, <laughs> I just love how she just like... My dad got us tickets. Um, he's going to try and work things out with my mum. Uh, <laughs> Was that just like a little thing that you just have to like fill in there? Well, I just thought they can't not go to the Friday at Five concert. That's so true. Emma passed the tickets around before realising there were four extra. I guess your hot brother and boyfriend and their friends are coming with us, Amber said, waving the spare tickets at Grace. Grace laughed. She was too happy to correct, correct Amber calling Sebastian her boyfriend, so she let it go and smiled <laughs> back at her. Grace and Cole and Sebastian King in the same room? This could be too much for her to handle. Chapter break. But nobody ain't gone nowhere. I'm just going to pretend I didn't say that. <laughs> Please leave that in. Don't it. I won't, I won't. But I, for my own sake, I hate myself right now. <laughs> that night, once the celebrations had finished and everyone had gone home, Grace was lying in bed when her phone buzzed. Grace smiled to herself when she saw Sebastian's name on the screen. Her heart always beat a bit faster whenever his name appeared. Any images she once had of a braces faced Sebastian completely faded faded <laughs> into some ding Sebastian is it social suicide for a 15 year old boy to go to the Friday at 5 concert <laughs> Grace laughed to herself Emma must have let the boys know about her dad's generosity she didn't think they'd actually want to come or maybe she's messaging Sebastian as well oh, that would just be too controversial but she was secretly hoping they would that's come to the concert not messaging Grace, definitely. Do you think your reputation can handle it? Ding. Sebastian, yep. I'll claim it's for research purposes. Grace and Cole 101. Grace, you wish you were Grace and Cole. Ding. Please, he wishes he was Sebastian King. Keep dreaming. Ding, 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 ding. See you tomorrow night. I need to warm up my vocal cords when I get asked on stage. <laughs> Good luck with that. Smiley face. Grace turned her phone on silent and placed it on her bedside table. She wanted to get a good night's sleep before the concert, but knew that it was unlikely, given the excitement of the day. Her body ached from the battle on the court, but her mind revisited all the moments that had made the day one of the best of her life. Eventually, she drifted off to sleep, dreaming of the moment the winning goal went through the ring and the Friday at Five concert that was soon to come. Another chapter break. Just change of scene, so don't go anywhere. 
Grace woke on Sunday mornings to the smell of bacon and eggs cooking on the Parker's mm. barbecue and the sounds of a football commentator describing play from what she assumed was the Crows game the previous day. She pulled her lion's hoodie over her head and slipped on some socks, then walked into the kitchen to find her mum sipping her coffee as she read the newspaper. What kind of coffee? I think it's just an instant. She might go out for an actual one later. What, what do you reckon she'd get? I reckon she'd just get a latte. Yeah. Yeah. Morning, sweetheart. Still in a high from yesterday? Mrs Parker's asked. Full cream milk? Treat yourself. Mrs. Peters asked, uh, sorry, Mrs. Parker asked. Mrs. Peters hasn't come become Grace's mum. <laughs> Mrs. Parker asked as Grace entered the kitchen. Morning, mum. Grace replied as she sat down at the kitchen bench. I still can't believe it, but my body can. I'm so sore, she continued, rubbing her back. Just as well your father is cooking you a feast. You'll need all that energy you can gather after yesterday to rock out at the Friday at five tonight. Mrs. Parker formed her fingers to make the symbol known for rocking out. I'm currently doing it too. Grace shook her head and laughed. I'm shaking my head. Don't try that outside the walls of this house, okay? She said, exaggerating her mother's hand gesture. Tyler walked into the kitchen to find his mum bobbing her head and singing to Friday at five. He rolled his eyes at Grace, who giggled. They both knew there was little chance of their mother knowing even half the lyrics. I still can't believe I actually said yes to going to this concert tonight, Tyler said. You never know, Ty. You might actually enjoy yourself, Mr Parker interjected as he entered the room with a giant platter of bacon and eggs. We'll see, Tyler replied, clearly doubtful. Angus, get off that couch and eat some food, Mr Parker yelled to his other son as he began to serve. You really know your way to my heart, Dad, Angus said as he entered the room, rubbing his stomach. Grace smiled to herself content contentedly. Contentedly? She realised how lucky she was to have all the members of her family together and for each of them to be in such a good place. She briefly reflected on the last few days, preparing for, then winning. Is this winning. her just sitting at the table reflecting? Yeah, just sitting her back in the with a big smile across her face. Preparing for, then winning a tight grand final. I'm and now hungry. fortunate bacon and eggs. Should we go get some bacon and eggs? And later, um, preparing for, then winning a tight grand final. And Sorry now for, about the delay in this episode as Maddie's started. Or it's you interrupting me at inconvenient times. Whatever. <clears throat> and now fortunate enough to be heading to the Friday at Five concert later in the day with her best friends and a certain boy. Who? It might be Ethan or Adam or, oh. or maybe it's Sebastian. Grace snapped back to reality when her mother handed her, a le- handed her a letter addressed to a Miss Grace Parker. This came for you the other day. I didn't want to distract you from the big game, so I thought I'd wait until today to give it to you, Mrs Parker said as Grace stared at her name on the envelope. Grace never received letters in the mail and this one appeared to be official and important enough to spark her curiosity. She turned it over, then back again, and saw a logo in the top left corner of the envelope said Nepal South Australia. With that, she wasted no time ripping the envelope open and click and quickly scanning the first few lines of the letter. Dear Miss Parker, on behalf of Nepal South Australia, I would like to formally invite you to try out for the 15 and under state team on November 23rd. Oh my God! Grace screamed so loud her family simultaneously covered their ears. Was this really happening? Her heart was racing as she started imagining what it would be like to play for the state team. Now all she had to do was get accepted. Book drop! That's a wrap. Wow. I just want to know what were you, when you f- finished reading the book, what was did you finish it with like a huh, or did you have a smile on your face or were you kind of like, oh, Maddie, that's so corny or were you like, I enjoyed that or were you like, that's two weeks of my life I'll never get back? It didn't take me two weeks to read well, it. That was just, one. yeah. Took you two years. It took me two days. Um, my thought was like, oh, my God, like, I was actually like, when's the next book coming out? <laughs> I was like, I need to know what's happening. Like, I just think like, 
yes, like, and I see, like, because do people know that you've well, you, you've written well, the yeah, other I was, book. I'm, I'm gonna, yeah, you've written the other book. So Maddie has said like the second book's better, and I can like Maddie well, Turner, sorry. Maddie Turner, and she's read them, and I can believe that because you know, like, not that I'm saying this no, book's bad, no, but like, there's so much more that can happen, happen now. Yep. Like, so much has been set up. They can like, there's more stuff that can happen with Seven, and I will be Grace. my own critic. Like, I think that that's like, I think. The, the book could have been better. Like, I think even just, like, it was my first time. I probably was influenced by different opinions as well. Like, I think that this second book is more a bit more, a bit more natural. I've been doing a creative writing course. I think myself as a writer has gotten better. I think we'll see some development in Grace. I do think that in some cases Grace is too good to be true, and I think that sometimes she's a bit unrealistic as a 13-year-old girl. Who told you that? <laughs> it's actually been through this podcast that I've realised that. Um, so, yeah, I. so for those of you who are wondering, book number two is at, it's 100% finished, but just wait waiting for a publisher to accept it and for it to be published. So Sophie potentially might read the manuscript that I have lying around at home. Um, but I'm but flat out, so I don't really have She also loves that. the idea of reading the actual proper no, book. No, I don't, I don't think to like criticise you. Like, I think there's only a certain type of people that can write a book. Like, mm-hmm. I could never write a book, especially that long. Like, I sucked at, like, creative writing in school. I, I didn't suck at it. I, I, I'm very creative. <laughs> Just, yeah, and I think you've got to have the patience to be able to do patience it. patience and, like, the little things that you don't think about. Yeah, that... Like, that yeah. There's a lot of little stuff that you kind of like have to put in, but it's like not really part of the story. Wait, yeah, even like those like logistics we're talking about, like how the time of the year and like yeah. remembering, like and yeah, that sort of stuff can be a bit tedious. Um, what are your three? Okay, three words for those two chapters, and then maybe three words for just maybe like a book a, we in could itself. do a sentence for the book. Yeah, okay, very three true. words for those two chapters. Um, give me more. <laughs> That's a very good point. I like that. Um, Where's book two? Where's book two? Yeah. That's that's a good one. Well, when's book two, I yeah, think, is a better... that's a better question. A summary of, like, the whole book, I would say, like, very, like, easy to read. It's kind of like the pilot episode. Yeah, that's a very... I like the way... Like, yeah. I feel like everything that's happened, like, you've been introduced to all the characters... And I get why people are nagging you to get yeah. the second book out. If there is a bit of like, yeah, you can feel the things are building and you want to see what's going to happen next. Because you don't know anything that's going to happen in a second. What, is, what are some things that you want to see from book number two? Like in terms of do you want to see more of Grace and Sebastian? Do you want more of like, is there something you want more of or is there something you want less of um, or is it something you're really hoping happens? Yeah, maybe like like I'd like the more like Sebastian and like the school stuff yep. and like maybe there could be like some more like drama around yep. that um and maybe like Grace taking like the next step with like her netball yep. stuff because I know like for people reading who are probably like younger than Grace yeah people and like I guess every state's different every pathway's different but like would like to like know more inside yep. like the netball pathway yeah and in a sense they're lucky because coming from you and you've experienced Very, that, so pathways, you can yeah. like you know the insider like how you would feel on the day, like you know. <sighs> well, you know what? I think you might be pleasantly surprised, ple- pleasantly pleased by book number two. Yeah. I'm gonna say. Um, so, without further ado, that's the end of the podcast. That is the end of the podcast. But hopefully, it's not the end of Sophie and Maddie or whatever we're doing. Um, yeah, we don't know what we're doing yet. If you've got any suggestions for what we should do, then let us know. We're we're in the works of another... another Massive project. Another, yeah, business venture. <laughs> it's similar, similar, down the similar lines, but um, let's just say this isn't the last time you're going to hear or see from us. Exciting things happening in the Maddie and Sophie space. Yep. Um, 
just want to say from the bottom, bottom, bottom of my heart, of our hearts, thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing this journey with us. Thank you for being part of Grace's story. Um, and we hope to hear from you again soon. Yeah, stay tuned. And we'd love some feedback as well. Yep. So, like, DM us on Instagram whatever send Maddie a message send me a message about some feedback what you liked about the podcast what you didn't like about the podcast what you'd like to see more about more Sophie less Maddie I mean that's probably what everyone's thinking but yeah (laughs) just let us know sorry this episode is probably a little bit long but I mean it's the final one it's worth it it's totally worth it it is the last one so we love you thank you goodbye bye